Hello, everyone. I'm Miss Bell. I'm Haven. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Marsh. Today, we're going to be talking about the book, How We Got to Now, and the inventions we take for granted every day. We will be talking about the chapters Sound, Cold, and Lights. So, with that, let's get into it. Hey, this Christmas party is getting a little too quiet. I think it's time we liven it up with my favorite Christmas gift, Mr. Microphone. Hey, what's that? Oh, you set the dial on your FM radio and testing, testing, testing. <laughs> the radio. These kids are having a fabulous time with Mr. Microphone, the cordless microphone that actually puts your voice on the radio. There are no attaching wires, so you're free to move around. <laughs> Broadcast over any FM car radio. Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. You can broadcast in mono or with a stereo. Professional entertainers use Mr. Microphone for rehearsing. And you can too. It's practical and great fun for the whole family. And for only $12.88, they really make great Christmas gifts. The perfect Christmas gift at Walgreens, Woolworth, Wilco, Osco, Venture, Weebolts, Montgomery Ward. For our first segment, we're going to be talking about the sound, which we probably take for granted every day. And you probably are wondering, sound, how is that invented? We're going to, instead of talking about the inventions. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, the first like evidence of the invention of sound was back all the way back in BC cave times. People would create caves so that sound could travel easily in them and they could communicate with each other. This sparked the invention of the phonograph, which in back in the day was a huge invention to record someone's sound. But the major flaw was you couldn't play the recorded sound back. Imagine that being a huge invention and today it would be, it sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Sound even started to help, help when World War II came around, when people would start communicating with each other over walkie-talkies so that they could know who's fighting, when troops are coming, and they would communicate with Morse code as well. Something that we use every day is the radio. You can use it in the car when you're driving long trips to listen to people talk or to even just listen to music. But when it was created, it was on a box little gadget that you had to use a dial to move through stations. This was a huge invention back in the day, and it's still even a huge invention now, as we use radios in our everyday life all the time. Something that we do take for granted. Mm -hmm. Even the civil rights movement was based on sound, and you would ne never connect those things together without knowing it. Jazz was created back the day as a bridge between gaps between white people and black people, which helped them unite once for all, which sparked what we have today.
So that's the end of our segment. Uh, next, let's get on to the next segment. Okay, so my segment is the segment cold. Um, with the study of cold, the inventions such as the refrigerator were made. Okay, so that's a quick introduction to the chapter about cold. But how it came to be was there was this man called Frederick Tudor. He had a simple idea that he could take ice from the pond that by his house and bring it and ship it to people who could not have ice, such as people that lived in tropical environments. And even though idea, the idea seems simple today, it was a very difficult task back then. He would have to take the ice and ship it overseas to the people that lived in the tropical environments and then somehow convince them to buy it. That was not an easy task. His first attempt, he failed because he could not get the ice to stay cold enough long enough to get across the sea. His next attempt, he was successful because he used sawdust and a different type of boat to transport the ice. But the important thing is once he got the important thing to talk about is once he got to the tropical environments. The how he sold it. So at first Frederick Tudor made his ice free. Now he did that because he wanted people to buy it, but he knew people wouldn't just buy it because they've never had it before, so they didn't know what it was like and they're not gonna pay for something that they don't know what it is. So he made it free at first, but then once the people started wanting it and needing it for keeping their food cold and stuff, they started to pay for it. And he would charge $15 for a little bit of ice. Now, you might think $15 is not a lot, but when you think about how much it is today in spending value, it is $500.44. So I want to ask you, would you keep... Would you spend that much in, for ice? Now keep in mind, when you answer this question, you live in a hot, muggy place and your milk doesn't stay cold for long and your food spoils quickly. But with ice, you can prevent that and even get the benefit of a, hot, a cold drink on a hot day. Now I'm gonna explain my answer. I say I would pay for that because over time, if your food keeps spoiling before you get to eat it, that's gonna cost you more money than buying some ice and you 
of course, you get the benefit of using it for other things as well. So now I'm going to ask my group members, would you pay that much for ice? Uh, Isabel, then Haven, and then Marsh, you can answer. I wouldn't. I would save my money for more, like, I would probably save my money for, like, other stuff that'll help me survive, not just ice. Yeah, I wouldn't pay for that. I wouldn't pay for that. Okay, now keep in mind with your answers, and now I'm going to explain a little more. So, if you're paying some money for your milk, but in the tropical and humid heat, it spoils within a couple hours, but you paid good money for that milk or for that meat, now what do you say? If your food spoils within a couple hours and you're going to have, you can't eat spoiled meat, what are you going to do now? I guess maybe pay for it. I would probably have to pay for it. Or then. just keep non-perishable items. Yeah, yeah. I that's yeah. the thought process a lot of people had. But I eventually, I probably just people got this. Oh, sorry, Marcy, you can go. I just saved my money and then buy the okay. stuff when I want it. Yeah, there's a lot of people that had different opinions. But once they saw other people getting it and it became more affordable and more... Um, like easy to keep your food people started to buy it so that was like that later helped someone else come up with their thought process of the refrigerator but that's all so mars you can go now all right my segment is um light and here's something about the new subvention created by my boss thomas edison this invention of the light bulb. The light bulb was used for many reasons, but mostly inside household uses. Are you tired of using old-fashioned candles? Well, nowadays, in 1879, my boss Thomas Edison made the first light bulb. This first light bulb can last 13 and a half hours, unlike anything other. 13 and a half hours, but wait. A year later, Thomas Edison created a better version that can last 1,200 hours of non-stop light. Sir Humphrey David had produced an independent electric light in 1808 by passing a battery current through a platinum wire, but the voltaic pile was expensive and could be messy. We didn't have light bulbs at the time. I mean, imagine having to carry a candle everywhere you walk just to see well, now you don't. Light bulbs were estimated about $20. At this time, that was a lot of money, mainly because it was such a big deal. Selling light bulbs for the cheapest price? Come buy one now from Thomas Edison. Okay, that was a little short video. Um, But in that video, he explained how much a light bulb was actually worth, but... Like he said, like Elizabeth said, um, well, like fifteen dollars is a lot of money back then. But um, this is also um, this twenty dollars, so it's probably a lot of money too. But it's also going ahead. But um, at first, more than like a thousand years ago, the first source of light was artificial, such as fire. Like, imagine only using fire to see at night, or maybe even at your house. You just sit in darkness. 
but candles were expensive, so not many people had access to them, only really the wealthy. The people couldn't get the candles, so they just stood in darkness. But later on, they, they found a sperm whale made wax candles. They discovered the whale, and it made better candles. But in 1979, Thomas Edison created the first light bulb. No more candles. Thomas was pretty happy, and he makes a lot of money for it. But then again, only the wealthy really has it. Um, Keep going on and on. Now you have lights for stadiums, lights for big buildings, everything. So, But now, if you think about it, light bulbs are not that much. $10, $15, $20, around there. So... Now, now you've learned how we have right now. Uh, we hope you learned something about the process it took to create things we use in our everyday life. We hope it also gives you a new perspective around about the inventions around you. Hope you like the podcast and learn something. Thanks for watching us.